What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Anthony Bell, a.k.a. Ambeezy. You're now tuning in to Create and Play Episode 1. Today, I got one of my favorite producers that I've been following on Twitter for a good, I think, eight years, maybe? I I can't remember the exact time. Maybe longer than that. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, my homie, my homie Nicholas Isaiah. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Trying to live out this quarantine. It's hot as fuck because I live in the desert, so it's like death out ah. here. But I'm I'm doing good, man. How's how's quarantine in your area? How's everything out there? Uh, it's uh, it's decent out here. Um, it's kind of a a day to day thing, man. I'm just laying low. Um creating when I can and when I feel motivated, you know, um, to get my mind off of things. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, doing other things as well, as well as, you know, not, not necessarily making music, but other things to stimulate me, you know, like I've been playing video games way more than I have been in probably (laughs) 10 years, um, right now, which has been crazy. So I feel like I've revamped the gamer inside of me. Um, it is the it is the yeah. perfect time to like, like this is the life of gamers right now. It's the perfect time to game. Like for anybody that probably does not game ever in their life, this is like the perfect time to be playing. Facts. Absolutely. I mean, you got all the time, you got all the time in the world to hop on the sticks and do what you do. You know what I'm saying? So right now it's just like everybody's online. So you can go in and get your, get your reps in, get your gaming skills up. Yeah. Anytime you want to. So, yeah, I have, I, have, I have not been playing anything. I'm I'm waiting for The Last of Us, dude. I haven't I haven't touched. I haven't played. Well, I bought Anthem, which I heard it was pretty whack, but I got it for like eight bucks. So I was like playing that yesterday. So okay. From my perspective, it's not it's not bad so far. It's pretty cool. So we'll see as I deep dive into it more or get into it more. But it's pretty okay. it's pretty impressive of what I played so far. Yeah, I, I, I played Anthem a little bit. I haven't dived in like real deep to give a real review on the game, but what yeah. I played so far, it was fun. I've been really playing. Uh, I've really been playing Call of Duty uh, Warzone a lot. Um, I'm playing 2K20, playing DC, um, DC League Online, mm-hmm. playing um, Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Um, Trying to think of what else I've been playing. You got fighters? Oh, uh, I have. I, I, no, nah, I don't have any of those. I do want to play MK though. I'm gonna. I'm, I think I'm gonna cop that next. You gotta get. You gotta get fighters in MK, bro. Shit's fire. Yeah. I, I haven't played both of those in a while, but I need. I need to get back. I need to get my fighting skills back. I just been bullshitting. Like, <laughs> I feel you. I, I'm, I'm probably trash right now. I haven't played MK in years, so I, I can imagine the guys online are trash. But you know, I'm, I'm I'm cool with taking that ass whooping. I just want to. Yeah, I just want to play <laughs> and get better. You know, that's part of the process. So yeah, it is what it is. I don't mind losing, but like, there's other people that be like rage quitting. Like, when you like after those, I feel like after those loss of matches, that's that's when you start to figure out like, all right, I got this now. I remember this now, and then you start winning, and everybody gets mad. Like, oh, you was losing efforts. Yeah, like, yeah, man, just gotta let me warm up a bit, get my feet, my my thumbs back on point like they used to be. Then, hey, I got it. Right, it's the it's the you you know remembering your your that the motor motor skills getting your hand the hand motions in the combos and 
you know, remembering the field, how to defend yourself when you're playing those type of games. Oh, it takes yeah, a couple man. of reps. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So, uh, so yeah, let's start with the beginning, man. Um, what got you into music? What prompted you to uh, go forward with, like, a career in producing and following music? Um, well, I think musically, my life has always been kind of, well, music has always been around me. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents listen to a lot of music in the house, like, all the time. My mom didn't really listen to rap. She listened to, like, oldies, 70s, 80s, and jazz music and soul music. And my dad listened to a lot of that, too, a lot of rock and hip-hop. So I got put on the hip-hop by my dad. You know, it was kind of like a, a secret thing because my mom didn't really like it. So I used to have to hide and listen to, you know, No Limit or Ice Cube or Nas and Jay-Z. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that kind of grew from there. But as far as production goes, um, I really started producing because I was rapping. So um, I used to write a lot, freestyling. I used to battle kids at school or at parks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, actually when Kanye came out with College Dropout, this is like before I really knew who Kanye was as like an artist. Yeah. Uh, when College Dropout came out, one of my friends said like during the conversation, let me know like, you know, yay, like his, his beats are crazy. Like he'd be making his beats. And, this, and at that point, I didn't really know rappers made their own so to hear Kanye made his own beat, that made me feel like, well, shit, I need to learn how to make beats. So it really turned from, you know, me trying to dig up beats online and dig up beats on, like, LimeWire back in those days. Oh, uh, the infamous LimeWire days. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so, like, all right, I need to figure out how to do this myself. So he gave me um, a program back in the day that was called Sony. It was called Acid Pro. Yeah, I remember that Acid. Was yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing they beat on, man. And and then they transitioned to FL Studio. So um, I kind of started there, I think, probably, I'd say when I was about 16. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really start taking it serious because I kind of picked it up and put it down a couple of times. It was frustrating. And then I think really when it, by the time I was about 21 is when I was like, all right, I, I need to really, really need to get good at this because my rapping skills have gotten to a level where I feel like I need to figure out a way to, you know, bridge that gap. So I started taking it a lot more serious. Mm, okay. I see. I see. So rapping influenced the production part of your career so far. Absolutely. Um, who was the, well, besides you, who, when did you started like getting like other rappers to hit you up in like certain placements um, I think, well, the first time I actually did a song with someone other than, you know, making beats in private for myself. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, uh, one of my buddies in high school. Um, his name is Frederick Boone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was making beats at the time. And uh, I was cool. With, like a, We had, like, mutual friends, but, like, we didn't really know each other like that. And uh, his cousin, who I was real good friends with, let me know, like, he was rapping. And we kind of just, like, linked up the course of the year and um i was sending him beats and he cho- he chose one of my beats to rap to uh the name of the song was fat man living and that was like my favorite song my my first song not my favorite song but yeah it's one of my favorites for sure but it was my first song like producing for somebody um and that that was like a, a uh my my first you know kind of jab at it where i felt like all right maybe i got something maybe 
wax like like what I'm doing or I'm, I'm decent at this that I could really take this more serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was that was really the first one, um, and then from there it kind of went from me being like super over ambitious. I was just DMing and instant messaging anybody and everybody I thought that was decent at rap online yeah. on Facebook and MySpace. I was, I mean, I was messaging everybody. This is back before guys really blew up, like Wale, J. Cole, Hobson, Tyler the Creator. And that's how I came across uh, our guy Chris, Chris South, mm-hmm. uh, because he was popping on the blog. So um, I saw his name, and I was already a fan of his music because he had this record I think he did with, like, Homeboy Sandman and a couple other cats. Oh, that was, and uh, was like, Super Friends. Yeah, Super exactly. Friends. And I was like, man, I got to get peace to this guy. So, like, <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm going to just see if he responds. And, like, I, I, I remember uh, messaging him. And then I sent him some stuff. And, like, getting a song back from him, like, I was blown away. Like, that was, like, my first real moment, like, finding some success outside of, like, vocal success when he did that record. Yeah. Called the Day Bugle because, you know, it, it hit the blogs. It was on XXL, DJ Booth, Source. Rat Radar back when they was you know brand new like that was my first time really uh, being exposed to on a national scale obviously it wasn't a Grammy but it meant a lot to me um, so um, that was really the beginning of it for me man yeah I remember uh, I remember when that, that song first came out I was at I was at the wash house I was washing clothes with oh, snap. with my ex at the time and uh, we were just sitting down, you know, waiting the clothes for the clothes to wash and everything. And then I think he posted it probably like an hour, like probably like 30 minutes after I got there. And then I was like, oh, shit, Chris got a new song out. And then uh, we uh, I think me and Mike went to her car because we parked like right in front of the 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 wash house. So I can see the machine where I put the clothes in. So we just sit in the okay. car for a bit. And then fucking blown away, man. That was the first time that song was the first time I ever heard of you. And I was like, this shit is fire, man. This is, this is at that moment. That moment was probably the, one of the greatest songs I ever heard. And that specific moment, man, I was just like, like blown. We probably listened to that song like 10 times that in that, within that period of us being at the wash house, I can remember, I was just consistently listening to it. Like, that's that's what, that's crazy hearing that because like I'm, I'm I'm making beats in my you know my my little bedroom in my parents' crib yeah so I, I'm not I'm not really thinking much of it you know as far as like people listening and you know grasping mm-hmm. it liking it but um to hear that you know you really love that song and that 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 was that I appreciate that a lot that's an honor to me man that, that you even like it that much because yeah. um, when I made it mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really sure about it. And then Chris liked it. And then it was like, it was really my first time working with somebody, like going back and forth, emailing, like he was giving me ideas on how I could sequence it. So, you know, it was really just a loop at first. And then he was like, do this, do that. And then he's like, send it to me like this. So I went, I spent about two hours on it and shot it right to him. And then I looked up and he sent it back. Uh, We had a couple other records too that kind of didn't like, I guess, come to fruition, but I got demos of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that was a it was a dope time, man. But I I really appreciate you uh you know listening to it and you know enjoying it. I think that that's amazing. You all the way out in Cali, I'm all the way out here in the Chicago area. So yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just it's crazy. Like it's crazy how like a song could bring a bunch of people together, and and we like Twitter is Twitter is amazing in that like. You could post a song and then like listen to it and talk to the person about it and just be cool about it and hey and then here we are now. It's it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, amazing. I, I agree, man. I think it's it the internet has definitely allowed for people to bridge the gap to their audience and connect with fans on a level that, you know, would have been unprecedented beforehand. So um it's 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 definitely amazing and an amazing tool to use. And um, I'm I'm just really just grateful. I'm thankful that people listen and like what I'm doing. So um, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, no problem. So um, when that song blew up, because that, that was a big song, and I know a lot of people were like listening at that time period, did, uh, did other rappers start like hitting you up after that, or was it more of you still searching? I got a I got a little attention from a couple of guys, more so just kind of like online guys that follow blogs. Yeah, they caught my name, um, and they uh they messaged me. I, I got a lot of messages on Facebook, um, and I sent some beats out. Um, I was actually sending some beats out to another guy that was um kind of uh, making some noise at the time mm-hmm. uh, from the Cali area. His name was Kobe Obea. He had a brother named Sonny Cologne. Um, and I was sending stuff to them. We had a couple beats that I thought was going to turn into songs, but it didn't come to fruition. But um, I, I definitely, I definitely kept kind of shooting my shot. Like I, I was DMing a lot of people that you know, at the time I didn't really have any badges to say, hey, they should listen to me. But I was kind of young and ignorant to the game and how to put yourself out there. All I knew was you know, talk to them. So that's what I did. Um, and it got attention of a lot of people. Uh, one person in particular I had messaged was uh, Kanye's cousin, Tony Williams. Yeah. Um, I messaged him on Facebook and I said, hey, like, I'm a young producer from, you know, da 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 I'm this old and I got this beat, you know, and I really think he was sound dope on him. And at the time, he told me, you know, um, right now, label's not really taking unsolicited material, but I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. So, I sent it to him and he liked it. You know what I'm saying? He said, you know, right now my album's done. I like the song, but, you know, I don't know what I'll really do with it at the moment, but I'll keep it in mind. But, you know, that was, that was enough for me, you know, giving me some kind of, uh, like uh, confidence booster more, and yeah, confidence and yeah. validation. Like, all right, man, if Kanye cousin like it, then I got something. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that was, that was a big deal to me. Like I just kept going from there producing, uh, for more local guys, um, my guy Nikki May, um, uh, homie from the city Chris Fireblaze. Um, at the time, this is like all running over a course of like three, four years. It was just a lot of, a lot of local artists. Um, that I was trying to work with, get in the studio with, and really um build my skills up. Mm, what happened to, um, to the project you were working on, like? way back then that's still around 
uh, at the time, I'm trying to think of what that was, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I, I forgot the name. Back. <laughs> he started it back. Uh, I think back. it was um, um, I, I have it, but it's not something that, you know, I would want to release to anybody. It was kind of like uh, a work in progress. It was an idea. Yeah. I think at the time I didn't have the confidence in it that, you know, I, I do now as far as just creating. Um, but I, I definitely was making something. I made a lot of little side projects while I was making beats. Yeah. Just nothing kind of really stuck with me. And I was, I was really more focused on producing rather than me making songs. So mm-hmm. I kind of bridged away from it for a long period of time. And it confused a certain amount of people that, you know, thought, you know, that know me for rapping um, beforehand that heard me rap or saw me battle somebody and, I wanted to do that, but I was like, man, I got, I got to get better at this. I, I want to get placement, you know, and it was, a, uh, it was a weird time, but it was fun too. Uh, yeah. I remember, so, I remember you talking to my tweeting hype and I'm just like, bro, when you gonna put that out, bro? Like, I know you tight. <laughs> like, I know you tight, man. Stop playing with my, stop playing with my emotions. <laughs> hey, I'm decent, man. I'm decent. I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was something, but you know, Everything ain't meant to be. I kind of left it alone. I'm, I might revisit the idea, yeah, uh, sometime in the near future. I hey. think I, uh, I think you'll remember it was called. Uh, it was like, uh, what was it? Uh, I had a project, Child of the Sun, mm. that I was making. Yeah, I had another one uh, that was uh, World of Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote like like I probably wrote about four albums worth of material from the time I was about 17 to 22. God. I just, I just didn't put nothing out because it was kind of like I didn't really have confidence in it. I was kind of like apprehensive in a way. Hey, um, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Sometimes yeah. you need time to find yourself and some uh, time as go by as you get older, you start to really see yourself and what you want more clearer and clearer as you get older. Oh, absolutely. Fact. I agree. You know, it takes time to ma- mature and, um, you know, understand who you are as a person, who I am as a man and what, you know, I want to be, you know, remembered for and known for and respected for. Um, and, uh, you know, at, at that time, being so young, you don't really know. You're still searching, still trying to find out what my sound is. Yeah. You know, that was, that was a real, I think that was probably the most, important thing to me was really trying to define myself as an artist and a producer because I, I at the beginning you know you kind of start out emulating people that you look up to and I didn't want to be known as somebody that sounded like a copycat I wanted to be who I am and want to be known for our signature um, so that was a lot of the process mm, I see um, <clears throat> tell me about the concept and process of flowers Flowers. Yeah. Ooh, that was flowers was like a uh that was like my baby. That was like a a very long, um strange process. Cause the idea for flowers was actually I was writing songs, um, and it was like all R and B stuff. So I was like, Man, I don't know if I really want to sing this <laughs> and I was like, um, uh, you know, I was hitting the groove production-wise, um, but I really started, you know, making it 
over the course of about a year. It took me about a year to finish everything. Mm-hmm. But the main idea behind it was the reason I called it flowers was it was supposed to be a representation of, you know, um, reasons you would give flowers to someone. So, oh, that's that's uh, dope. You know, that's dope. Being, yeah, like being, you know, thankful or, you know, in a in a exchange, whether it's, you know, it's in love or friendship. Yeah. Um, if it's in grief or, you know, happiness, that's really what it was about. So it was supposed to sound and represent those different things. That's why um, I named them after um, different flowers. Um, but it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a fun interesting process i made a lot of beats that didn't end up on flowers that you know i might eventually put out um but at the time i was like really at the time i was actually really working with a lot of artists so i was trying to i was in the middle of like two three projects like i was working with working with my guy reggie reggie sean yeah um locally out here he's a dope dope lyricist dope artist um you know, overall, and we were working on a lot of stuff. I was working on stuff with a few other people. So it was uh, kind of like my side project. And um, I, I, I kind of, I decided, like, once I got about halfway through that I was going to go ahead and finish it, and this was going to be the theme, and I need to stick with this and kind of create in that atmosphere that, you know, people to feel something when they listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think I, think I um. Uh, I think I accomplished some of the mission, uh, at least to, at some some certain extent. Um, I wish it would have done a little bit better, but you know that's part of the process of building your brand and building your your following. Uh, you know, I want more people to hear it, but I think they'll hear it over time as other things begin to grow and, and flourish. So I don't take it personal. It's just it's part of the baby steps out here. Yeah. Hey, how long did it take you to make Violet, bro? Violet, Violet, actually, Violet is fire. <laughs> I, you know what's crazy is Violet probably was the beat that, that didn't take me the longest to make. It was probably the quickest one. I made Violet in probably like twenty minutes. <laughs> I, I think it may be twenty, maybe twenty five, but it wasn't that much, not that much longer than that. Like it was a, uh, I sat down at the computer one day, I think right after work, and I just started making something, and I had the sample that was in there. Mm-hmm. that I had been messing with for a couple of days, but I don't like none of the tape. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try this again. And then I decided to reverse it, and and I found this cool little tempo, and then it just turned into what it was. Uh, it was a uh, it was an interesting beat. Like It was probably one of the funner beats to make. I had a couple of them that were really fun to make versus other that might have been uh, a little bit longer process where I was just kind of happy to be done with them. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> you're like fuck it, i got this shit out the way it's done to me <laughs> yeah violet was definitely one of them I, I think that was that was a fun one the probably the, the one that i had the most fun making mm-hmm. was probably probably rose mm-hmm. um rose is the one, rose I, is the last one yeah yeah rose is the last song yeah yeah it's the last project on there i i i hit a stride man i was like that that i was feeling it i don't even know how to explain it because i usually i i you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not coming on here to tell myself, but I don't really play keys like that. So, um, but I, I kind of found a rhythm and some notes I could really maneuver with. Yeah. And I was just feeling the vibe, I had the candles going, I'm smoking. <laughs> like, I wasn't even thinking while I was making it. It was one of those like weird, weird uh, streams of consciousness. I felt like I was like, I didn't even feel like I was producing. Yo, that's, that 
that's how it be. Like, like all the shit that I send you when I make, I don't remember how I be, how I did it. I would just be in, and I just be in the zone and just, yeah. Cause if I think about it, cause some of those I made, I just went in the zone. And if I think about it, it'll fuck me up. So I tried so hard not to think about it. And I just flowed and it just came out the way I wanted it to. I feel like that's the best, that's the best, you know, those are usually the better beats, better yeah. productions when you kind of just in that moment, in that vibe, you're not forcing it because forcing production usually doesn't turn out well, especially for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm not the type to premeditate before I sit down, like I'm going to make this. It's just whatever comes to me. Like I'll fiddle with drums for 15, 20 minutes sometimes before I come up with anything. Um, or find a sample, and then you hear a sample, you hear a small piece of it, and you're like, all right, I can do this. Or take it, you know, I'll speed it up, slow it down, put it in reverse, filter it, pitch it up, pitch it down, whatever. Um, like a million different things. But I, I love that that flow. Like that zone is unmatched. Like that that that, that feeling is like, like, it's like getting high. It's like sex. It's like, everything that feels good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All yeah, you man. Know? You can't, you can't, that's, you can't really explain that. Like, it's hard to Absolutely. talk. It's really, really, really hard to talk about it. And if you could, it would probably just be like a one worded thing and people be like, that's it. Like, yeah, it's, you, you gotta see it. You can't be yeah, there. You, gotta, you can't, you can't yeah. not, you cannot be there. You have to see it. And then you grasp what we're really talking about. Oh, absolutely. Like, you're not, you're, it's, it's like, you're not even thinking. Like, it's just natural. Like, I really didn't think about the chords I was playing. I didn't think about sequencing and timing. Because yeah, a lot of times, that's probably one thing that I probably overthink the most is, like, sequencing. Yeah. But um, when I was making that, it was, like, very natural. Like, it was just, all right, yeah, bring, I got the strings, I'm about to do this. I got the keys, I'm doing this. Like, I didn't even think about it. It just came. Yeah, that's how it be. So, um, <clears throat> tell me how you and I guess the team you're uh, the team of people you work with linked up with soundtrack and F and F. Oh, um, yeah, the PMV thing. Yeah, and uh, meeting up with soundtrack and F and F. That was a uh, that was a uh, that was around the time I was working on Flowers too. Um. It was real. It was a weird, like, kind of sequence of events. So basically, it started out with, well, from my knowledge, it started out with uh, initially my guy, uh, guys, John and Cass had already had um, some type of relationship with Soundtrack um, in previous years. Um, And um, at at that point in time, when we were creating a lot of music, we were working on a lot of projects together in the studio. And um, I think it might have been John that had uh, just took it the liberty upon himself to reach out the track. And he's like, yo, man, you know, we got records. We're working on these albums. We, you know, we, we, we trying to get on. We just need a little help. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, track, you know, and, and if you, if you know soundtrack, um, you know that he's not a real, like, like a, a super people person type of guy where he likes to be around a lot of people and um he's usually real ducked off creating and then uh quiet so he got his attention and he came out and he met with us and listened to our music um and 
he just really just believed in it, you know, um, and uh, he honored it and, and brought brought that um, brought that situation to Chill and to F and F and um, linked us up with him and and we had conversations with Chill on the phone and talked about a lot of different things about him wanting to sign us. Uh, that was a um, it was a weird process over the course of like a couple of months. Mm-hmm. I'm going back and forth, like going going to F and F and being in the studio and being there and being there with tracks, um, man, playing a lot of records and you know it was really um, not that it you know I I don't know what would be a good word for it. I'm not I don't want to make it seem like it's a negative thing, but um, you know it the deal didn't really happen. Yeah, but um. But I really appreciate, you know, Track believing in us enough to even give us the opportunity because at the point when we did it, Chill told us, you know, personally on the phone, he's like, you know, Track ain't never brought nobody up here to, to show me their music. So he must really like y'all and believe in y'all. So it, it meant, you know, it meant, it meant a lot to me personally um, that, you know, he really liked it. And, you know, we, we built a relationship beyond that, you know, beyond the, the deal and, us just in general hanging out, going to the studio and talking on the phone with track or meeting up talking with him for hours. Like he's a real cool dude, you know, like he's not in the media a lot, so people don't really know, but he loves hip hop music and, you know, he really cares about um the people with, you know, talent and um the rising stars in the areas that he's from because, you know, he's from where I'm where we from. So um it was it was a dope it was a dope experience. Mm. Yeah, I like I I kind of like the the relationship more than a, a work relationship. Like just like hanging out and actually being his friend and knowing him on a personal level. I think that's more important than a working relationship. And and from my perspective, oh, absolutely, I I, I agree. I feel like because you, when you're doing business with someone, or if you're gonna potentially do business with someone, you kind of gotta meet them on a level and you got to get to kind of know who they are as, mm. as people, you know, as men, you know, like I got to know what your vision is and what you, what you really want to do. And, you know, what, what are the things you interested in and, you know, things you'd like, things you don't like, uh, you know, not to step on nobody's toes or disrespect somebody or anything in that nature. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the fact that, you know, he was just really genuine and like really fucked with us. And, and, and when I met him, for the first time, um, it was real crazy because I had always heard like whispers that he he heard about my music just from people locally around here, but I had never met him in person. Yeah. So when I finally met him in person, it actually happened when um, uh, people were uh, he was part of a a media team, um, like a uh, I guess you would call it like a, a artist spotlight platform, mm-hmm. and uh, um. I think he's still doing it, but you know it's kind of low key. It's in the you know in the works right now, yeah, because of all the COVID stuff going on. But uh, he he met up with me and the squad for an interview, so he interviewed us. And after the interviews, everybody else left the studio, and track was still there. Me and him were talking for three four hours till like two in the morning, just about life, not about music. Um, and uh, it was a uh, it was dope. I knew from there that like I, I really connected with him, and I felt like I could really, you know, I could see myself working with this guy. I could see myself being cool with him, and 
you know, us having an actual relationship as men and friends, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it was, it was real dope. He's a real cool dude, man. Much respect for Soundtrack. Shout out, shout out to Soundtrack, man. He's, uh, to me, he's still one of the best producers in the world. To me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To me. I feel like Soundtrack is highly, is highly criminally underrated. Under, underrated. Oh, God. Um, because he's, he's done so much that people don't even know about, you know, and he's part of, uh, I mean, multiple classic bodies of work, you know what I'm saying, that really changed hip-hop music. Um, like the shape of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and obviously Lupe is a catalyst for that, but yeah. I think that um, what Track was doing musically, wasn't it wasn't a lot of people doing it at the level he was doing it. And for it to be mainstream, you know, and, and them getting, you know, getting Grammy nominations and things of that nature. Like he's always been on the cutting edge of making something really dope. Mm-hmm. And he has that pocket of sweet spot. Like the synergy with Lupe is crazy. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> um, were you there in some of the sessions for Wave? Because I think you told me one of your, I think one of your friends is on there on the album. He produced like what? I think I th- uh, like two joints on there. Maybe if I'm correct. Yeah. So I wasn't actually in the studio for, I'm, I don't know. I, don't, I wasn't in there for any of the recording process. Yeah, but just more of I'm more of a, like on the production standpoint. Yeah, I was there a couple times with him while he was working on beats. He sent me a lot of beats that was on that ended up being on on the album. Yeah, almost a year before it was on the album, I heard most of those beats, um, and it was uh, it was they, they're amazing. I was like, it's, it's a lot of stuff that didn't end up on there that's amazing that y'all probably never hear. But uh, <laughs> sad truth. But it was. <laughs> But uh, it was it was crazy. Like you know, he was playing me a lot of stuff. But as far as my guys that made it on the project, uh, my homie Quaylen, he's an R and B artist, a singer. Mm-hmm. I'm actually been working with him a lot lately. But he did some uh, vocals on one of the tracks on the album. I think he did vocals on uh, Halle Selassie, and um, uh, I can't. Remember, I think it's the Allen song. Allen Forever. Yeah, I think yeah. he did vocals on there, and then my my guy John Content did the keys on uh, King Nas. Um, so the, the the keys you hear the melody on there, that's him. He replayed that, replayed a, a really dope record. So oh yeah, because I heard I heard that I heard King Nas was sampled and it couldn't get clear, so they had to replay it. Yeah, that was a. I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs of the legal battles. I don't want to. Yeah, say yeah. Too much. I just the, uh, I just remember hearing about that like. I think from Lupe himself saying like they had to switch, uh, play out a few of the samples cause they couldn't clear it. I remember that. Yeah, absolutely. I heard, I've heard the sample version and the version that, you know, uh, John, John created and yeah, I almost like John's version of it better. Not to say that the sample version wasn't amazing, but what John did for it was uh really dope. It, it, it gave it a different energy. Oh. Um, so I, I really liked it, man. It was dope. It was a dope record. That's dope for you to be a part of this, to be a part of that production sessions of that album and just really see like the vision of where it was going. Like that's tight. Oh, absolutely, man! It was a um, it was a it was it was just amazing to see uh, you know track process and them um, sending ideas back and forth. Like I really learned a lot about Lupe without even meeting him, um, just because of you know track telling me different things like this is what he like this is what he don't like you know um 
I sent these songs and, mm-hmm. you know, he wants some more tempo stuff like this. And, um, I heard a lot of stuff, man. I heard a lot of stuff on, that's not on the album on, you know, maybe soon to come albums. Um, uh, but, uh, he's got, they got a lot of stuff in the stash. I'll just say that one. They got a lot of stuff in the stash. Whether or not Lupe wants to pull the trigger on them, the fans will have to wait. But I know he got some stuff. How has um, <clears throat> soundtrack influenced your creative process now? Um, I think really uh, it's been um, more so just like mentally, like things that, you know, the conversations that we had, um, you know, it, it, or still have from time to time. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's more so motivating, like he'll just, small things you know just hearing it from somebody that's been there you know that that that's you know taking something to the level that you know i want to take it to um it gave me a bit of direction you know you know like he would let me know like hey you know with the beats like i at a lot of points i was making beats and i wasn't really finishing stuff mm-hmm. and uh he was like you know you know try to finish the records at least sequence them out you know the to send these records out to these replacements because when you send beats out to artists, you can't send them half-done songs. They want the record ready to go. If they want the stems tomorrow, you know what I'm saying, you need to have that ready in sequence. So um, I think he really just helped me on a mental aspect of, you know, getting on getting on the ball and trying to get things done the proper way um, and also kind of giving me some uh, push to, this is what you're really good at, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you really let me know that you got a sound that, you know, I feel like, or he personally felt like fitting a certain pocket. And there's a, a certain realm of artists that will really sound good on my stuff. And over the last couple of years, that's really where I, I set my attention to. So um, he, he definitely sent me in the direction where I'm like, all right, man, this, 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 this is where I need to focus on. This is where I need to get better at. Um, and, and uh, kind of went from there um and uh definitely uh also different uh like ideas for plugins and software um his ways that you know he told me how he made certain beats and stuff he layered and samples that he used that you know undisclosed i ain't gonna say all of them oh yeah but uh, <laughs> but yeah giving me ideas just general ideas you know what i'm saying just conversation bring energy and you, you you know all right man all right you know hearing it from somebody that's done it before makes you like all right i could go back to the drawing board now i can do this you know i'm capable if he believes that i can do it then i i definitely feel like i'm in the i'm in a i'm and moving in the right direction you feel me so i feel you i feel you. so what's what is your um go-to plug-in that you utilize the most that helps you create your production uh plug in like i'm a first of all it's the coming out party because i'm just going to admit that i'm a sound whore i have a lot of plugins <laughs> I, I, I just i collect and download and buy anything i think that sounds good because i'm always like i'm gonna I'm 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 use it later for something like i'm definitely hoarding a lot of sounds but my favorite one i probably use Native Instruments Massive mm-hmm. and uh, Contact the most. Um, those are like my go-tos uh, for sure as far as uh, just instruments and sounds. 
definitely like bass. Like Massive has so many sounds that you can manipulate and um, add different textures to that I think a lot of people may not really be on to, you know, or they might think of it as, you know, it's really for one certain type of genre, but um, you can get a lot done with Massive and, and uh, Contact. I mean, the, the possibilities are really endless. So those are definitely two of my favorite ones for sure. Those are my go-tos. Massive is the synth plugin, right? If I'm correct. Yeah, it's okay. power synth. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big synth, man. But I, I got like thousands of presets on Massive that I, I sift through. Like it's, it's insane. Like I don't even think I'll touch probably half of everything <laughs> I can do with Massive at this point. I've been using it for years. Oh man. That's like the holy grail, your holy grail right there. Like, I got all this. I ain't even touch it yet, fam. One day. One day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One day. Uh, absolutely. Especially if, like, especially if you do electronic music, like EDM, Massive is, Massive is gold. Like, if you're not using Massive right now and you're making any type of electronic music, mm-hmm. making uh, trap music, dubstep, you know, dance music, uh, uh, house music, you can get a lot done with Massive, man. Native Instruments overall, like I know I'm talking about two Native Instruments products, but Native Instruments overall, I feel like it's the cream of the crop as far as quality um, of their products and knowing that knowing what you get it, you're not, you know, I'm going to download this and open it up and then half of the sounds don't work type of thing. Um, so they, they definitely in their bag, man. Yeah, I feel you off on that. Yeah, Native is like, they have everything. They gave away, uh, I remember, uh, I think it was Christmas or maybe something like that during the, during the whole thing, they gave away, uh, the, yeah. the analog dreams plugin. And that was a plugin I always wanted. And they gave it oh. away. And I was like, yes, thank you. God. Yeah. I haven't tried analog dreams. I need to check that out. You got to check it out, man. It's really, uh, I only mess with it a little bit, but I like, I kind of like, tinkered with the sounds try to combine certain sounds together and okay. it's really amazing to me like i gotta mess with it more because i haven't been really trying to produce in a while i've just been doing other shit but yeah but you'll i think you will love that thing uh, i believe you i trust i trust the, i trust the signature I, I trust the badge the native instrument yeah you you I'll definitely uh, you will I'll give it a you note. you will love that thing so much I'm definitely going to give it a go. I appreciate that little tidbit right there. So, um, for what are you working on for your future projects? I remember you talking about flowers volume two. I think that's the only thing you told me so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely working up to a follow up to flowers. Yeah. Um, right now, I don't know if it's going to be flowers two mm-hmm. or if it's going to be a couple of the other names that I got in mind. Um, I'm kind of going in a different direction musically, so I don't really think it's going to be um, geared towards that flowers, um, flowers philosophy. Yeah. Um, the ideal that I have for it is more uh, a little bit harsher, a little bit more, a uh, little bit more balanced. I mean, that's hard to hard to think of, but that's really where I'm at mentally with with the music. Like I'm trying to make. Um, Stuff that's a little bit busier, a little bit more, uh, I don't know, a little bit more melodic. I mean, it's still in the same vein because it's me, yeah. but uh, it's, it's definitely a, a, a more turned up version of what Flowers was. 
I don't know what the name of it's going to be because I'm kind of back and forth with a couple ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm definitely still working on it. I'm still trying to hash out a couple of ideas. I kind of got them ahead of myself. I feel like after flowers, I got like this, this, uh, post project depression where I like, I felt like I gave myself too much pressure after flowers because I wasn't expecting the response it was getting. Like, I was like, ah, you know, it's dope. I had fun making it. Then you put it out and people was like, oh, this is amazing. Or I'm putting this on my playlist. Or, you know, I got DMs from people from, like, South Africa ran with it, man. Like, I got all these fans from South Africa after that project has been super dope. I love and appreciate them, man. I wasn't expecting that. Like, I was getting DMs every single day for about three months straight from all types of people. Um, and, uh, Yo, shout out to South Africa, man. Showing love, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All, everybody. Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban. All of yeah. Them, man. Um, yeah. I love to them, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to South Africa. We love you guys. So, um, where can the fans and other rappers that want to participate in your production, where can they find you at? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram a lot. And, uh, Nick is King. That's N-I-C-K-I-S-K-C-I-N-G. King is Nick. Uh, backwards on the, behind the Nick is with a G on the end. In case anybody didn't really understand how to pronounce it. <laughs> so that's what it is. It means Nick is King. Bro, you be um, switching your name up all the time, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, I'm like Prince. I'm a man of many names. But, uh, I mean, I'm not on Prince level, but mentally that's, 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 that's how I feel every day. I'm a new man. I'm a new person, new idea. So yeah. I changed my, my name up a lot, but, um, it's, a uh, yeah, they can definitely reach me on IG at that name or on Twitter under the same name. It'll still be Nick is King. It might be a different little tag name any other day. You never know what it is, <laughs> what I'm feeling. The switch up. It might be some funny or some ridiculous. You never know. Hey, well, well, thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you for being on the very first episode of Create and Play. I appreciate it. I'm honored, man. I appreciate it too, man. Uh, much respect to you. And I appreciate being the, the the inaugural guest, the first guest. Um, it's been a long time coming. I, I appreciate you always being um, a guy that's, you know, on the sidelines from a distance, you know, always showing support and love. You know what I'm saying? Not, not that I haven't even physically met you and um yeah yeah that you show that level of support i really appreciate that you know you don't really know how much that means to artists um on the come up like trying to build and mm-hmm. you know somebody that i don't even i never grew up around or haven't met you in the, in the in the flesh and for you to hear that and just connect with the music um and and uh want to get to know more about the person and you know we've become you know you know, you know, uh, become friends online because yeah. of it, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, much appreciated, man. Much love to you, bro. Hey, thank you, man. I was supposed, hey, you know what's funny? I was supposed to come back out there this summer because, uh, I remember my boy, my boy, shout out to Aris P from Chicago as well. And shout out you to Aris P? Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, uh, I think he used to run with the Shay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know of him. I don't know him personally, but I know of him. Yeah, he's like, when you coming back, bro? I'm like, like um, this summer, man, and COVID hit. I don't know when I'm coming back out there, man. 
I'll tell you, we don't know when nobody traveling yeah, right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Next, next time you come out, we definitely linking up for some for some food or tacos and something and chop it up, bro. Dude, we, yeah, I for sure. Last time you were here, I couldn't link with you. I had too much BS going on in my personal life to get down there at the time. But Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember that time. I remember I hit you up. I told you I was going to be out there for like the weekend. I remember you telling me like, dude, just like, yeah. I remember. Yeah, for sure. Next time when I come out there, we all we we all got to hang out, man. Like, I'm trying to think. I'm. I think I'm gonna try to spend more time down there, the next trip. And all right, it's the show. Let me know, man. Just hit me. I'll I'll be rocking and rolling. I'll be. I'll pull up on you. (laughs) Well, shoot. Well, thank you for being on once again, and thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see y'all next episode. Peace. Peace and love to everybody and enjoy everything. 100. 100, y'all. Peace.